The world is on fire, figuratively and literally. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's just start the fucking podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rural America. America. Randall. Hi, Sean. Doing okay today? Not too bad. You? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Dustin's in studio today. I'm here. Yeah, live in studio. Live in studio. I think it's been a little while since we had a uh, in live studio. In, in studio live person. Yeah, a few <laughs> weeks at least. I'm honored. We've been getting a bunch of calls though, so that works too. I had to do it right. You know yeah, what I mean? You had to come and it's been too long, so I figured <laughs> make the trek. Yeah. Yeah. It's been at least a decade. I would say. Since we've seen each other. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. So, you said life's going good now? Yeah, really good. good. Yeah, really good. I can't complain. I mean, you can, but you know, what's the point? Right. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot to complain about right now, really, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, you grew up in rural America? Rural America, I did. In the country. Yeah, I wouldn't change it. In the gathering of trees. In the gathering of trees, that. yes. It was a tiny little woods, so we called it the gathering of trees because it was right. really too. Uh, <laughs> woods was a piss poor description for it, so right. yeah. Probably like twenty five trees. Right. Nah, man, there's like twenty seven or twenty eight. <laughs> okay. So yeah, grew up there, and then. Did you even go to school for a while? I went to Indiana State. Okay. That's what I yeah, thought. for a semester. That lasted. I did really good there. And I got had like a point three GPA. So <laughs> <laughs> I told my parents, I was like, I'm not ready to go yet, you know. And they said, uh, no, you need to go, you know, you need that college degree. And I said, Okay, I'll go, but I'm not promising anything. And that was when I had my real long dreadlocks. So of course I was a hit, you know, ninety nine. Right. You know, it was very 90s out. So once I got there, I mean, everybody loved me, and I didn't love school. So I had a great time. Right. Wasted a lot of my dad's money. but uh, right. well, At least you had a good time doing it. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> now I'm almost 40 and trying to figure out how I'm going to go back to school. So There you go. Yeah. But you're a veteran. I am. They can pay for that shit. They're going to. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I just don't know what I want to be when I grow up. That's the thing. I haven't figured that out yet. It's okay. I don't think I have either. <laughs> I just don't want to grow up, really. That's what it is. <laughs> well, because we were Toys R Us kids. That's why. That's exactly right. That's why they got rid of it. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> I didn't know. So, yeah. So, you uh, got deployed to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Jalalabad. Yep. I left in uh, November of '09, and then I got back. I got back in November of 2010, so right. yeah, that was a fun time. I was expecting it to look like Iraq. You know, you see all the pictures of Iraq and all this desert and stuff, and I got out there, and it took forever to get out there, and then once I got out there, it was like, oh my God, I felt like I was in the Rocky Mountains. I mean, it was beautiful where I was at. Really? Yeah, which was nice because, right. you know. Not straight, flat desert. Exactly, right. yeah. Hmm. And I flew, I was in a, I was a crew chief for a helicopter, and um, so we worked on it, and then we'd fly around and do missions and stuff like that. And so it was, you know, I got to see a lot of the countryside and everything. All right. So 
And then, yeah, come to find out when I left in November of 2010 in May of 2011 is when they got bin Laden and he was hiding. They left out of like, I saw, I saw them come in and start ramping up like right before I was leaving all these crazy guys, long beards and all that stuff, you know? And, um, so we knew something was going down, but we didn't know what, I mean, they didn't tell us we were peons. So anyways, we were just uh, doing our thing and then come to find out that they got bin Laden. Like, he was like 10 miles because we were real close to the Pakistan border. Right. So he was like 10 miles from us the whole time. Holy shit. Yeah. 10 miles away and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Hiding out. Hiding out. Yeah. So how hot is it over there? Man, it's hot. I mean, it's not, um, it's not Iraq hot from what i hear you know um but it, it still got probably 120 i think Holy in the summer and stuff i mean it, it would cool down in the in the winter a little bit but kuwait was where it was kuwait was bad man like you turn on an oven about 450 and just stick your head in it that's kuwait oh my god yeah that was awful so yeah fuck that yeah it was bad <clears throat> i don't think i'd be down for that heat no. I thought it was bad enough being on a roof in July. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Now, my cousin, that he was on the podcast, and uh, he was in the Desert Storm. Okay. And anyway, I, he never talked much about the heat, did he? But uh, Not really. Talked about blowing some shit up. Yeah. That's always fun, yeah. I miss that. Yeah? Yeah, that's fun. We had to... Uh, we had a mission one time, and there was a tick, which is troops on contact. So what would happen is they would call everybody up. Like the QRF is what's supposed to be quick reaction force. Well, we weren't part of that, and I was on a um, just a maintenance test flight. We weren't even really doing a mission. You know, it was just checking the helicopter to make sure everything was good. And so we're up, and then we get a tick. And so the Kiowa, which was my helicopter, a lot of times would um, support the infantry. So we would be, get called in you know, to help them out or whatever. And we'd be flying 15 foot off the deck, you know, real low. Oh, Flew with the doors off, so you'd have to shoot the M4 out the, the door sometimes, you know, if you right. whatever. I mean, we were armed too, but so anyways, there's a tick and it's at night. And so we have the night vision on and we've got a big ball on top that's our like thermal. So we've got white heat or, you know, black heat or whatever. Right. And so we see, we can see the muzzle flashes and it was where they said they were taking fire from. So we lit it up. And then come to find out, it ended up being a bunch of apes. They were, like, hiding behind a bunch of apes, so we took out a bunch of apes. Really? Those, yeah, wow. those are my first kills. In <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. PETA's going to come after me now, I think. But Uh-oh. I don't think they have PETA over there. Do they? PETA's everywhere, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they don't have anything better to do, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know how they're funded. Donations, maybe? maybe. I think it's... Uh, I heard one time it was the Tears of the Liberals, so I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what greases the wheel, keeps them moving. <laughs> well, speaking of that, so what do you think about all the cancel culture shit that's oh, going God, on? Man. Like, uh, Dr. Seuss is the new one. Yeah. Potato Head was last week. Seuss is this week, I guess. Yeah, we talked about the Potato Head. It's crazy, man. I don't know. I, I think that... This is such a totally different country. Everybody's so f- scared of getting their feelings hurt. You know what I mean? And that's what worries me to the core because you look at the way things are going. And it's moving so quickly. Who knows where we're going to be in a freaking month from now? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on it. But I try to 
censor myself as much as possible because I try not to, you know, I've got friends that voted left, voted right, voted down the middle. I, you know, I don't really care. I care, but I'm not going to stop being friends with somebody because they right. see things differently. Yeah, than right. me. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at the way that this country's going and it's, it's fucking scary. You know what I mean? It's getting weird. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't get offended that easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe people ought to have a little tougher skin. For sure. Yeah. People should go work construction for a while. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> called a dumbass about a hundred times, right. and then you'll finally thicken up a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a bunch of silliness, but. For sure. Know, people's entitled to their opinions. Doesn't mean I have to agree. That's how I feel. I wish everybody felt that way. Well, yeah, that's what I think, too. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, everybody, yeah, whatever your opinion is, doesn't matter to me. And just if you're a good person or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll still be friends with you. Mm-hmm. I think generally most people are good people. I, I would think. You know? I don't know. It's, it's like the extremist or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. People that don't have jobs and they have nothing better to do than sit around and worry about what they can come up with that's upsetting them in life. And this week or last week, they decided it was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me crazy. Well, I don't know. I know uh, they said that Obama actually used Dr. Seuss on that reading day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Well, he shouldn't have. I guess not. Where's he at? He's in hot water now. I heard, I heard he has his own podcast now. Does he really? Yeah. Nobody wants to hear him. We heard him well, for eight years. No, it, it was uh, it's it's him and um, Bruce Springsteen. What? Yeah, they're doing a podcast together. Oh come on, man! <laughs> That's just set up for some bullshit reasons. Yeah. I guarantee, fucking Obama wasn't fucking. Hanging out with him when he was president. <laughs> well, I don't know. They said they were good friends. I don't know. Well, I never seen him at anything. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. A bunch of bullshit. So you were in law enforcement too for a while after I was, you got out of the yeah. army, right? Yeah, it was kind of a fluke. Um, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, I think uh, there's I enough have people. From back in the day. <laughs> there's a lot of people that know me from back in the day. <laughs> no, this is we must be on a TV show, punked or something, because this isn't happening. Um, yeah, I, I did like what four years, I think. Um, How was that? It was. It was a lot better than I thought it'd be. That was I mean, in it was rural America too. Really, that was very rural America. Yeah. Um, How many police are on my force? <laughs> well, we had at the time we had four. No, I lied. We had three, and we ended up hiring. Um, we hired two more, so we had five. There you go. Yeah, a team. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and every single there was there was four guys and one uh, female, and all four of us were a little bit overweight and bald. So you know. <laughs> So, did you have to deal with any crazy shit in rural America? Oh, God, man. Mostly what? Um, Domestic violence and Yeah, for the most part. And those were always the scary ones. I mean, and I was terrible. I probably shouldn't say this, but a lot of times if I pulled somebody over and they had pot on them, be like, you know, I think I I learned that it actually hurt them more instead of arresting them to just make it, you know, make them throw it down on the side of the road and just stomp it into the ground. Like, oh, man, those are great nugs or whatever. Like, what are you doing? 
just arrest me, man. Like, <laughs> no, we're going to ruin this right in front of you. Right. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes people get too caught up in um, power trip and maybe something like that. Well, being a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. And I was, I literally, I literally was doing it to help people. You know what I mean? Like, right. just try to get people out of different situations that they shouldn't be in or try to be like, I, I think people started, I had a frequent flyer, <laughs> a guy that I had to arrest quite a bit. And uh, he always called me dog, the bounty hunter, because <laughs> <laughs> I think he ended up looking me up and he saw, you know how I used to have the real long hair and like bleached it and everything. And right. it kind of looked like a faux mullet. And uh, so he saw that. And ever since then, you know, he's like, man, you're always preaching to me and, you know, I get in the cop car and you're trying to make me better. And I'm just going to start calling you dog. So, to this day, if I ever see him, which actually I saw him today, I had to go to St. Paul real quick. I probably shouldn't say where I was at, but, um, and they, the guy saw me, Hey dog, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen you in like six years. Great. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It was mostly like uh, domestic violence, uh, a lot of, um, juvenile stuff, you know, kids fighting or kids stealing stuff. I mean, it was tiny town. So, you know, just some. Bullshit. Yeah. I still bet that's annoying sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially kids. Yeah. And, I mean, there was times where, you know, we wouldn't have a call the entire night. You'd be on shift for eight hours, and you literally would have nothing. Really? Just nothing. Yeah, you're just driving around. And then other times, you're you're busy the whole time, you know. My very last day being a cop, I knew it was done. I told everybody this is my last shift. Nothing happened. And it was kind of one of those bittersweet moments because you're like, man, I wish I could have gone signal 10, which is lights and sirens. Just one more time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But it it was whatever. And and it's one of those things where if you don't have to deal anything, it's obviously better for everybody. And so nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. I had like a half hour, dude, before I was supposed to be done. And we get a call of a suicidal male. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I show up, and, and he was off his meds. He had some mental issues going on, and he was suicidal. And he had already tried to jump off of a bridge in a different county. And so trying to calm him down, and it was one of those things where he was manic by that point. So he was, like, crying, and the next time he's trying to hug me and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. And then the next minute he's trying to fight me and motherfucking me all, all up and down, you know what I mean? And so I'm just <laughs> like, God dang. So I ended up having to call a guy from a different county to come help me. <clears throat> and... uh he decided to drive his, he had a bigger vehicle. I had a crown Vic and he had a Tahoe. So we drove up to community East up in Indy. And, um, so the whole time the guy's like kicking the back of my seat and trying to like get out. And then the next minute he's telling us, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I love you guys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And so, uh, we get him up there and I have to backtrack a little bit. One of my good buddies that I worked with at an airport job, um, he kept saying, dude, you know, you're going to have to fight a naked guy. I said, I'm not going to fight a naked guy, man. It's not going to happen. Guess what happened? We got up to the community north or community east, whatever it was. We took this dude. I think it was community north. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so we take this guy up there, and he would take him to the behavioral unit specialist or whatever it is, the, the psych ward, basically. Yeah. And they have to strip him all down. So dude's naked, right? <laughs> starts fighting with everybody. He has one of his episodes again, and so he starts fighting with everybody. And they just kind of step back and look at the other guy and I. I'm like, oh, so we had to like go in there and dick right, all over not? me, you know, like, like oh, oh yeah. this is great. This is a, this is a way to go out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff. Rural America, buddy. Yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> yeah. My, my brother, who's 
a little, quite a bit older than me. Um, he was telling me about this story when he was younger. It was in the eighties, and he had a nineteen seventy Mustang. Yeah, fastback, and he was showing off and you know burning out and stuff. And he said he did a donut uh, in the street somewhere. And when he came around, there was a police officer sitting right across the road from him. So he took off and actually ran from him. (laughs) And anyway, ran, and he got to another little town. Uh, Anyway, he got there, and the car was overheating. Oh, my God. So here comes the cop. He's sitting in the parking lot of this you know, a business that was closed at the time because it was nighttime. Anyway, he was sitting in the parking lot and the car was overheating and the cop comes up there and he said, uh, I I just want to let you know I'm not going to do anything with you. I always wanted to be in a high-pursuit chase. <laughs> <laughs> or a high-speed chase, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna find any of them anymore. No, you're not gonna find those anymore. Fuck just no. like, just like uh, people used to be, you know, drink and drive, and then you know they'd get pulled over. The cop used to take take them home, and yeah. now it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I can actually tell this story now because my mom passed away. But so uh, she got arrested back in the day in the '70s, right? Drinking and driving. Oh you yeah. Know she was driving down the main street of the town on the sidewalk. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened to her? Four hours in jail, and then she got sent home. That was wow. it. Wow. I was like, yeah, you did that now. You're fucked. Yeah. It's a lot better than I think. I mean, I, th- I think they're taken to... Obviously, people shouldn't drink and drive, but at the same time, these penalties have gotten so harsh, man. Some of this stuff, you know. If you're a frequent flyer, like, it, it's a little bit different, I think. But first offenses especially, man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you what you thought about... Because uh, you, you mentioned it earlier about, uh, you know... The, the pot or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, making them dump it out. Well, now all these states are legalized. Right. So, I mean, you know, does that have an, I wonder if that has an effect on how they police here uh, where it's still illegal. Uh, well, the, uh, I seen where the state troopers just, uh, pulled somebody over and did a canine search of this vehicle yeah. and found 31 pounds of pot. Well, maybe 31 Bust pounds. Him. That's one thing. Bust but. <laughs> but one, uh, it's funny because one of the people that we actually had on the show commented on that and oh, yeah. said, what a waste of valuable resources. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so good. That's funny. But, I mean, I, yeah, dude, they need... Well, I know uh, up in the city, it's like you can have an ounce of weed on you now, and it's like a ticket. Oh, yeah. So, it's kind of how it is now. Like, it, basically anywhere, it just depends on how they want to go about it. Um, they even told us, I mean, that was, I can't remember exactly when I left, but, um, it's been years and it's, uh, you know, they're basically saying, I mean, if you find some, it's kind of your discretion. You don't necessarily have to take somebody to jail for seeds and stems anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you look at like, can you even find what, anything what, with seeds and stems? That's what I was I don't know. ready to ask you because that's what I heard that now that's getting more legal that it's that's not the thing anymore. I mean, there's not much seeds and stems, and I don't know, but edibles I think is the the bigger thing. So I've been told. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, I, I don't. I don't smoke it anyway. But <laughs> I don't well, know. I don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I definitely partook in our little Colorado vacation. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's legal. Right. When I was a, I was a federal agent for a little bit, we actually my training academy was actually in Loveland, Colorado. And so we went out there. They're like, do not even go into any of the dispensaries. Yes, it's legal, but don't be caught in there. You're federal agents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, they've said it. You know, it's, it's, it's happened. But I remember going into, like, Walmart in Loveland. And, I mean, I felt like I was at a fucking fish show. You know what I mean? Like, right. just people out, like, patchwork pants. Mm. People that we would have been best friends with, you know, back in the day. Right. Playing the bongos and, like, just people walking their dogs through the the walmart with no shoes on and shit i'm just like dang this is what legal pot ranks huh <laughs> maybe indiana has on to something by not doing it yet i don't know <laughs> god dang yeah uh, i don't know we'll be the last state just like i'm sure for sure i'm yeah. sure we'll be it'll be we'll be the last it'll be maybe we might be before texas i don't know <laughs> I don't know at this point. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, uh, back in the day, many trips to Ohio to get some beers. Yeah. But, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They'll make it legal one day. Well, they got to make it, I think they're going to have to make it federally it's gonna, yeah. first. Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's still not federally legal. Which right. I don't know why, because they'd probably get the deficit whittled down really fast with all that tax money coming in. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I think I heard somewhere was it Michigan or somewhere? I don't know, man. They're just they they just been legal for a little while, but the the amount of money they collect on taxes was in the billions. Yeah, on that. <clears throat> you know, just make it like anything else. Twenty one to buy it, and I guess don't be out driving around fucked up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think most places are uh, they don't really have a test for that, right? No, they don't. I don't. When I came off of active duty, I joined the guard like an idiot. Um, it was supposed to be for two, one year. Try one for the guard. It ended up being two, which is a whole different story. Um, Let's hear about it. I can tell you, yeah. How, how was the guard compared to the actual? It was active? horrible. So I was in the air cav, right? So we wore the Stetsons. We had sabers. We wore the spurs. We were the beer drinking idiots of the Army world. We didn't blouse our boots. I mean, we were... You know, we were air calves, so we were cocky motherfuckers, and we could back it up. There's nothing anybody could say to us, you know what I mean? And so I went from that to where we kind of, we followed the rules as much as we had to. Right. You know, I mean, we were still living the Army values, quote unquote, but I mean, it was like, we did our own thing, and, and everybody was cool with it. They knew how we were, you know. So I went from that, and I was a sergeant when I got out, and I was supposed to be a recruiter, that's the the guard kept calling and the reserves were calling like oh hey Dustin Smith Mr Smith why don't you join? No nah, I'm good you know. Right. And then I wasn't finding a job and I'm like oh damn like this is a little bit tougher and this was uh, I got out I went on terminal leave in August of 2012 and so I I was still getting paid until October of 2012 was my actual ETS date. So that whole time I'm getting paid but I'm at home you know I'm trying to find a job I can't find anything anywhere and I'm freaking out about it. Right. And so finally the guard calls and they said, Sergeant Smith. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Kind of sounds good, you know. I said, listen, the only way that I'll, I'll join is if you make me a recruiter. I came down on recruiting orders when I was active duty, but I was in the middle of dropping a warrant packet because I wanted to go to warrant school and then go to flight school. I wanted to fly. And the only reason why I got out was because they were getting rid of my airframe and I didn't want to fly anything else. I was bougie, I guess. Right. Air cav. So, um, 
anyways, so I said, if you make me a recruiter, you know, I can give back and help people. Because before I went back into the Army, dude, I was in a bad spot. You know, I'd gone out to New Mexico trying to be a, a, a actor. And uh, obviously that, that went really well, as you can see. <laughs> um, I, I just went out there and partied too much. And, and I realized, man, I'm, I need to grow up and I needed to do something. And so I went back in. And because um, I was in an O2, but I got hurt. So I got kicked out. And so I, I decided that, you know, I needed to do something better with my life because I couldn't keep spinning my wheels like I was. And so um, anyways, they said, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You know, we've got this saying coming off active duty. Try one for the guard. If you like it, then you can re-up. And I said, OK, perfect. So I swore in supposed to be a recruiter. And then I didn't hear anything for months. And I'm like the hell am i supposed to do i can't get a hold of anybody i was calling the um the office and everybody was new i'm like i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing like i don't know what to tell you good luck you know but finally shelbyville or fairland calls me and they're like hey you're awol right now sergeant and i'm like dude i didn't know i was supposed to be there i'm supposed to be a recruiter they just like fudged my paperwork to pad their stats they signed me up for two years after i signed the one-year contract yeah and so I, the inspector general's office basically said you can fight it but it's going to take like a year and a half so at this point you might as well just stay in i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh oh so i go i report to my guard unit and immediately start telling the command sergeant major there how pissed i am and i've got this little pfc girl right next to me like shaking in her boots you know <laughs> and i'm like just talking to him <laughs> candidly because i'm like this is bullshit sergeant major and he was like you're right but this is definitely not the place to tell it you know in front of <laughs> so um I have a, a buddy that's a captain, and he at the time he was in charge of the counter-drug program for the state of Indiana. And so he was like, man, I'll get you full-time on that. And we grow our beards out. We wear funky uniforms. We basically work for the state police. They're the one that funds us. And, you know, we basically go and try to find pot. And I'm like, I'm pretty good at that. So, <laughs> uh, so um, I know exactly where it is. I know where it's at. <laughs> um, so... I did that, and um, and it was really cool because there's a, a certain post somewhere in the state that has, like, these old-school vans that have, like, the the super overflowing ashtrays in them. You know what I mean? It looks right. like a white panel van, but then you get inside, and it looks just like the movies that you see and, like, all kinds of monitors and everything. And I'm like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? All right. And, um, but they, they told us a lot. You know, basically what we were doing was we were getting Blackhawks. And we'd fly around and we'd look for pot. And then you'd either find them and you could either rappel out of them, chop down the, the plants, call in the ground guys to get them out, or you could sling load them up or, you know, whatever. There was a bunch of different things. So we found, like, Brown County and all over the state. And marijuana looks bright blue from the sky, which really? is crazy. Yeah. Hmm. You can see it. If you're flying, we didn't have any thermals or anything. You can see it so plain as day in, in the middle of a cornfield, and it's, like, bright blue. That's and crazy. a sea of green. Yeah, it was weird. But I remember the first time I got in a Blackhawk, I'm, like, talking to everybody, and I have nothing but, like, state police guys around me. And I was like, man, I used to drive around and look for pot. Now we get to fly around and look for it. You know, I'm, like, cracking up. And they're all just deadpan staring at me. Right. I'm like, guys, come on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At that point, I was a cop as well. And so I'm like, right. I'm a cop, too. Come on. You know, calm down. It's not that serious. But anyways, what my, my whole point of me telling you this is um, they had they told us, that even then that they thought by 2015 that indiana was going to legalize everything so then our police department was saying well i mean yeah it's still illegal but 
it's coming down the pipeline that you know it's going to be legalized so don't really enforce it too hard right so you know 2021 here we are and nothing's yeah. changed nothing's changed yeah well the alcohol all changed yeah you get beer on sunday now finally right <laughs> <laughs> after decades and decades of not being able to i never understood the point of that law do you what was it, it? i think it uh they came from the the old what do they call the blue laws or whatever I don't know from from they come from the prohibition era, I think that really uh, worked out for America, didn't it? I think it was like <laughs> right. You created the mafia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was where they uh, it was more. I think it was more like they were trying to make it. They, they were trying to appease the churches, I think, at oh. the time. So, you know. I think, but yeah, that I remember. Yeah, Jesus my, turned water into wine. I I would, I would have my cousin come from uh, Michigan, and and I I'd tell him, yeah, well, if you if you want to get any beer, you better get it on Saturday, you know, because they just be there for the weekend or like maybe a three day weekend, like a Monday holiday or something. And I, I had to tell him, you know, All right? But uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy, and then we were the only state. I think there was only what at the time when they changed the law, we were one of the only one of the last ones. I think there was, uh, I think in Kentucky, they still had it in different counties where they couldn't sell it. Well, they couldn't sell it at all in certain counties. I think it's still that way. I think it is too. Uh, in certain counties at all, but I think we were one of the only states that had the Sunday law left and or especially the ones that are close to us but anyway yeah sorry getting boring (laughs) surrounded by beer and we couldn't get any yeah yeah had to take a road trip how many times did we go to the west side or the sportsman just because it was Sunday and we didn't plan ahead right quite a few times I think had to spend extra money damn it yeah it was a fun time, though. Oh, fuck yeah. I think. Oh. <laughs> I remember about half of it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I say that, so I don't have to admit the other half. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did you guys do last night? I don't, don't remember. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Things. That's what we did. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, so Army, cop, federal agent. Yeah, and that sounds cooler than what it really was, the federal agent thing. I didn't have any rest powers. So basically what I would do, if you needed a secret or a top secret clearance going into the military or any kind of government job, um, some of the three, three letter agencies needed security clearances. And so we would go and do those. And so basically, you know, I'd talk to you for like three hours and go through your whole life history. Well, it says here, you, you check that you smoked marijuana once in 1972. How did that make you feel? How did you ingest it? Where did you get it from? How much did you pay? You know, all kinds of stuff. I need names of people that know that it happened. But no. if you don't remember, just let me know. You I know? don't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that type of stuff. So I did that for a few years. And then they wanted me to move down, out to Maryland. And I said, yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't want to do that. Especially with all of our family here. And then Jenny, you know, with her health issues. You know, it right. just yeah. didn't make sense. So Yeah, that sucked now because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't even be able to fucking... Yeah, I don't know how they're all doing it now. You know, because it had to be in person. You couldn't do a telephone interview with, you know, the actual person. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not my monkey anymore. I Maybe don't care. Maybe Zoom. Maybe they do it through Zoom. Probably. Probably. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Like, uh, you know, I had to be clean shaven then. And I wore a three-piece suit to work every day. So I, th- I felt like hot shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> And then it's funny because my last name is Smith, you know, and so it's like Agent Smith, and everybody's like, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Good guy, yeah. I had so many people running from me because I had the badge and everything, you know what I mean? But they just equated NBIB to FBI. Right. So everybody would just take off. I'm like, dude, I'm here to help you. Like, right. come back. I'm not going to run in these nice shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll slip. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun going into some of the places in Indianapolis flashing my badge around. You know. if me and Randy can get some badges, rural America badges. <laughs> you can stop. get about anything anymore. Like we're from rural America. Rural America. <laughs> and we need you to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it sounds like a trippy time, man, for sure. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. So now you do something totally different now, though. I do, yeah. I'm a dispatch manager for a company that delivers Amazon products. There so, you go. yeah, it's quite the. Uh, quite the change and when the drivers start finding out about what i was doing before there's a lot of them you know the pucker factor goes up quite a bit like man i i'm out of it now i mean look at me i don't look anything like i used to you know what i mean like dude you could be undercover i'm like yeah i could be you're right i've got one guy i'm obviously not going to say his name but he kind of talks like this a little bit and he's scared of everything and just sits there and shakes like a chihuahua and so i've got him convinced that right now um, yeah, I used to be a federal agent and actually I'm still, you know, deep undercover and there's actually aliens that I'm watching that are, have implemented themselves into this warehouse. And I swear to you, he believes it. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I have my fun. So it's probably wrong of me. Hopefully he doesn't listen. Cause I don't want the, uh, the, the gag to be up too soon. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. You gotta fuck with people sometimes. Yeah, it keeps right. you like young a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, can't th- let things get too serious. <laughs> yeah. So, what has been going on since the COVID started for you, dude? It's funny because um, I think it's—I don't want to say it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, obviously, it's real. You know what I mean? But I think it's very, very, very overblown right now, and so. When it first came out, I was I was scared. I'm not going to lie. You know, this new virus I is coming too, out. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like the Black Plague. Right. That's exactly I what I was thinking. You know, they were like, if you get it, ventilator. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was scary shit. And, and so I was looking at it, and I'm like, man, you know, my wife is in remission, but, you know, the common cold at one point could kill her. So it's kind of one of those things that it's like, man, I don't want to get it and bring it back. So we we were hermits, and I gained a lot of weight because of it. Because we didn't do anything, you know. And so um, I got furloughed. I was working at the airport, and I got furloughed. And so I was making that fat extra kicker, you know, on the, the un- unemployment stuff for there for a minute. So right. it's like I'm just getting paid to sit at home and get fat. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. I was at work. Yeah, yeah me too. Sorry to, sorry to hear that, guys. It was pretty nice. Um, but I, I did that for a few months, and then I just kind of the guy for the director of operations for this Amazon company called me and he was like, Hey, you know, do you want to be a driver? And I'm like, I guess, you know, I don't know. Not, I mean, sure. I didn't even know that I applied, but I guess I did. So I did. And I really liked it. That was kind of a trip to to do some of that stuff. And, um, 
then I became a, a trainer really quick. And so I was, I mean, it's not a hard job. You just deliver the packages, you know what I mean? Right. But for some reason, some of my drivers just make it like it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Go work construction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I think I lasted construction for like a, about a week. And it was the last time I tried to grow my dreads back out. And I got a bunch of shingles in my hair and had to cut my hair. And I was pissed and swore off construction ever since. <laughs> I'm, I'm too pretty for that job, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I stuck it out for 20 years. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know. It was, it was good. It paid well. Yeah. You know, what can I say? Yeah, for sure. I mean... The only reason I have what I have is because of construction, so I'm not going to bitch about it. It just kills me when I see people like uh, that uh, they they work somewhere where their job's not hard at all, and then they're just like, Jesus Christ, they're trying to kill us here. Yeah, right. And it's like, really? <laughs> this place is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just stressful. Huh? I said maybe it's just stressful. I mean, Maybe. I don't know how it's yeah, any. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's more stressful than a multi-million-dollar job. And you're in the freezing cold, or you're in the freezing or the hot-ass fucking heat all day long. Right. But whatever. <laughs> people are different. Everybody has their own breaking points. I, I think. guess. Yeah. Some people's are just you know. Yeah. Yeah. Stub your toe and it's the end of the world, and other people. Oh, my wife told me several times, like in the winter time, she's like, "I don't know how you've stayed out in this all day. I would have quit." It's like, yeah, that's why not a whole lot of people do it. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> why it's all old people now. You don't see too many young guys out there. Yeah, no really getting it anymore. Mess up their nails or something. It'd be pretty bad. Don't mess up the nails, boys. Yeah, you'd be in trouble. <clears throat> so. Had, did COVID? So, what were you, were you doing? What you did now when COVID first hit? No, no, I was working on uh, Navy jets at the Indianapolis airport. We so, had like a defense contract, and we were just working on it was seven thirty seven, like a nope. typical you know Southwest or Delta plane, but right. it was militarized for the Navy. It was crazy. Yeah. So I was working on that. Aren't those like crap? Seven thirty seven. Yeah, that's yeah. I that's I why I'm working on them. No, no, well, <laughs> probably, yeah. well, I've uh, one of the one of the podcasts I listen to. The guy's a pilot actually, and he talks about planes and flying a lot. Yeah, or not a lot, but every now and then. Anyway, yeah. And they always every time there's a story about an airplane or something has to do with that that he he they always play it. Anyway, yeah, I had heard a lot about the. They're just not good, I guess. I mean, there's some companies that I would be okay flying with still if I have to. And there's other companies that I will never fly on, no matter what kind of rates they do. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we might not want to mention those. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they could sponsor the show. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do you like that. But it's interesting the thing, things you see, though, you know. It's a little bit different. And, of course, the Department of Defense has a lot higher regulations and stuff. So that made it more of a bitch on my end trying to work on their stuff because there were so many more different things, but for good measure. Right. You know. So that's what I was doing, and I got furloughed from that. And I was actually planning on going back to it, but then this Amazon thing hit, and I was like, mm, all right, I'll do it. And I actually I really dig it. Like, I like it a lot. That's cool. Yeah. 
Well, at least you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm known as the nice one there, which is crazy <laughs> to me. That's not normally what I'm known for. So um, I'll take it right now. I'm going to ride that wave as long as I can. Right. Well, I mean, that's half the battle, I think, liking what you do or whatever. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you hate, if you get up and hate your fucking job every single yeah. fucking day, then it's just like, eh, maybe I just don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. I mean, I just started in July, but I'm still at the point where if I'm off, I'm actually sad because I like going in that much. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Now that I say it out loud. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love it that much. I, I like working there. I miss construction sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I miss the guys and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I miss, too, also getting, like, something accomplished, you know, and then stepping back and be able to look at it and be like, sure. yeah, I did that. Yeah. So, it took a while to get over. I'm sure. But, other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't miss, I don't miss some of it. That's for fucking sure. Shit, yeah. man. Right. But, so, do you got to wear masks at work? Uh, inside. Yeah, Amazon's big on it, inside. But, what I do is I dispatch out of a van in the parking lot so I can get everybody's you know make sure that they're telling me the right mileage and stuff for the fleet manager so we actually just park a van outside and uh and do all that so i don't mind i'd rather be outside anyways i can chain smoke out there and i don't have to see anybody (laughs) yelling at us for six feet stay six feet away or hey pull your mask above your nose you know just kind of stay outside yeah well can't beat that then no and you get to smoke at work i get to smoke at work i get paid to smoke at work that's pretty nice <laughs> yeah i bet it is <laughs> yeah so uh, are you gonna get the vaccine dude i i'm gonna definitely put it off as long as possible but i think you guys touched on it in the last one I, th- I think it's gonna get to a point where you're not gonna be able to go anywhere unless you get it yeah you know well that's what i think travel wise and i think uh probably certain companies are probably going to well, I did hear uh, on one of the other things I listened to, uh, there's a, um, uh, well, I, I played it for you about yeah, yeah, yeah. about the religious thing, mm-hmm. and you can say it's against your religion or something, and if uh, all you got to do is download it, sign it or whatever, and have it notarized, and you can hand that to your employer, and yeah. if they ask you one question about it, you can sue them. Really? Yeah good but i don't know you know i you know to be honest with you, i'll probably end up getting it myself i mean i'm not dead against it i'm not you know i'm not dead against it either i would just i was just i mean I'm not, i was just wanting to wait and see whatever happened, that's kind of where i'm know? at <laughs> i'm not against anything if it's right, a choice right 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 you know what i mean like right. i don't get the flu shot i you know what i mean i don't get the flu mm-hmm. right but why do i want to take another vaccine I just don't want to. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get sick. I re- like I said, I, re- I rely on my immune system. You're gonna get us kicked off the internet. No, I'm, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying don't go get the shit if you want it. I'm just saying it shouldn't be forced upon people. Well, I agree with you there. That's, that's it, it shouldn't be. That's what I'm trying but, to I say. Mean, I think already other countries are already forcing it, or not. If if you're gonna go to other countries, you're gonna have to have it. Yeah, well, I'm going to say what I tell my wife all the time. Why in the hell would I go to another country? There's plenty of shit I haven't seen here. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There's a lot of cool other countries, though. Well, I'm sure there, you know, I'd like to go to Ireland one day, yeah. but, you I've know, been there. If, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I, I was in the airport. It wasn't that cool. 
That was uh, it. Yeah, I wish I actually spent some time there, but yeah, I'd like. Yeah, to spend... I was either Ireland or Scotland. I, I like. I would like to either one of them. Yeah. I'd like to go there maybe one day. But... Yeah. Somebody told me uh, that uh, they they actually get, well obviously probably they didn't go last year or they're probably not going to go this year, but uh, they went every year or whatever forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said that if you really want to go over there, you need two weeks. Like. Oh really? Yeah. So they usually go over there for about two weeks, just like so you can actually have a great time and be able to see a lot. I of also shit. wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind checking out like, uh, uh, like, what is it? Sweden? Is that where the? I always get too confused. Yeah, it's Sweden, the one that's north, north, n- yeah. more north than Switzerland, right? So I always get those confused. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind checking that out one day, but I'd do it in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's probably that wouldn't be bad. I, I always wanted to go to Australia too, but I guess that's a long flight. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. it is. Uh, so I know some people that went on there. This was obviously before COVID too. Uh, they they got to the airport and they said, "Just starting our thirty five hour journey." Right. I was like, "Oh my god, that's no terrible." Way. Right. Yeah. They got palm trees in Florida and sand and an ocean there, too, okay? Yeah. It's only going to take a couple hours to fly down there. <laughs> Do you remember when I went, like, uh, I was in a play in Rushville, or, yeah, it was Rushville for the Rush County Players, and I was supposed to have, like, a Cockney accent, but I, I couldn't get it down, and so it ended up becoming an Australian accent. And so in order to get it down completely, I was going around everywhere I was going, I was talking in this Australian accent. <laughs> And it was amazing, like, you know, I could go up and, and talk to somebody, you know, in my normal voice, and, and they're like, yeah, whatever, get away, you know. But I talk in this, and I'm not even going to attempt to do it now because it's been years, but I, I had this Australian accent down, and then I did some research. Because, you know, you're, you're talking like, oh, my God, you're from Australia? Oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, where are you from? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I had to do, but then if I tell them, you know, it's just for a play, then like, oh, okay, weirdo, you know. Right. go away so at the time i was hanging out in broad ripple a lot and so it was amazing the amount of girls that would talk to me just because of my accent i bet you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i had to learn a lot about it so uh, you know if some of you are listening yeah i'm still from there you know yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh speaking of that i know we got some lady listeners so i just want to apologize in advance it's just a joke but do you know how to say vagina in australia Oh. Vagina. <laughs> what do you think, Randall? Break time? It wasn't that funny. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I didn't say it was funny. Right, okay. I didn't claim that. Yeah, I guess so. Are you going to stick around for the second half yeah, of the show? Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay, well, cool. before we go, the reason I asked your size, this is hilarious. Andy told me his size or whatever. I was like, yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> You called me a big bitch, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we got some Rural America sticker for All you. right. We got some business cards, in case you know anyone that would like to be on Rural yes. America. I know some interesting people. And then we have a shirt for you. Oh, I'm going to rock this everywhere. Which one do you give me? 
Sean's kind of a dick. <laughs> That's an understatement of the century, right there. That was on one of the, that was on the one with Brandon the trucker. Yeah, when I called him because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to explain to him. Like, yeah, Sean had a little too many beers, you know, <laughs> and, and then I was just letting him know. He's <laughs> like, oh, before we get started, I'm just gonna let you know, uh, Sean's kind of a dick. I didn't say that. I said you could be. A oh dick. yeah, could be a dick, but or you can be or something. Like yeah. That. So yeah, that's one of our. Well, I appreciate it. Slogans. <laughs> I will wear it with love. There I we promise, go, man. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, well, I guess we're gonna take a quick break, and then you know we got to get that word in from the sponsors, right? Because if not, they'll be upset. Yeah, and then we'll be upset. Right, and then you listeners will yeah. be upset. We won't. We won't make our two pennies or yeah we'll we make our two cents we'll be in trouble then <laughs> we'll have no beer down here at the studio <laughs> all, right. all right well tune in party people and we'll be right back hey sean hey randall hey can you tell everybody how they can get in touch with us Sure can. We have a few different options. We've got, uh, they can email us at seanandrandy1234 at com, Or they can check out our new website at uh, ruleamerica with Sean and Randy dot shit. Now I forgot. Are you serious? <laughs> Good God, sir. Get your life together. Okay. Rule America with Sean and Randy dot wordpress.com that's where they can get a hold of us good god what about facebook yes we have a facebook page now so they can hit us up on there we'd love to what, hear what from is rural america how do you, how do you... Uh, just rural america with sean and randy okay it's on there and we're on um uh i heart radio spotify uh anchor and a few other ones, right? Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Google yep. Podcasts. Uh, Breaker. I think that's about it. Okay. I think that's about it. All right. Hell, I don't know. We're out there. Yeah. Rural America. <laughs> We're out there. So get in touch with us. Visit one of those places, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, that works. Yeah. So Cool deal. See you guys later, Rural America. And we're back. This episode's called The Angry Chair. (laughs) Inside joke. Right. You'd have to be in the studio to know about it. Anyway, so, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so can we talk about what we were talking about in the garage earlier? Sure. About the people you actually found and you're going to go see oh yeah is so that, is that okay yeah no that's that's great okay so i was adopted i've always known i was adopted um and it's funny because you know being adopted people will say well have you ever met your real parents I'm like well yeah they raised me you know right. like wait what <laughs> you said you're adopted <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's blood you know what i mean um and i've always i was very blessed and so i never really i always wondered you know is there somebody out there you know what i mean do i have siblings or something but it was never something that i had to do right. you know 
I was always scared. I was born in Richmond, Indiana, and so I was always scared to go and date any girl from Richmond because, you know, yeah. didn't want to, like, hook up with my sister or something. That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, um, there was this guy. I'm, I'm on the – I listened to another podcast, and they've got a Facebook group about it. And so it was, like, post a Snapchat selfie or something. It was, like, stupid. And I'm just, like, scrolling through. <laughs> I look like an idiot, you know. And then I see my face, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And it was like some fairy freaking, like, ears, elf ears, like, fairy thing. But it was my face, and I'm like, God dang. And so I got a hold of the guy, and I'm like, listen, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I'm adopted. Told him the whole story. Um, And he, like, just kind of blew me off. He's like, I don't know anybody. I'll ask around, but I don't know anybody that gave any kids up for adoption. But it got me thinking, you know. right. Well, I wonder if we are. And so I filled out a thing through the, uh, I got a hold of Richmond. They sent me to the health department or the, the state health department or whatever in Indiana. And so I got a hold of them and it, they said, oh, yeah, you just have to fill out a form online or whatever. You know how that could be. And like, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to fill this out and I'm not going to hear anything back forever. And then I'm going to have to, like, when I finally do, I'm going to have to figure, figure out, like, what else to sign and it's never right. going to happen. Yeah. So I filled out. Time goes on. And around November, this was like in the summer, and then in November, I got a letter in the mail from the Indiana State Department of Health or whatever. And so I thought, I, I didn't even think that it was adoption stuff at all, right? So I thought that like I was around somebody with COVID enough to where the, the Department of Health got involved and in saying, hey, you got to quarantine for <laughs> such and such days or whatever. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So I opened it up, and there was no cover letter or anything, and it's like my original birth certificate. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know, I'm 39, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I've always wondered, like, did I have a name before? What well, said right. infant, and then last name. Excuse me. And, um, and then it had my birth mother's name on it. Right. And I, I had known, I really, the only thing that I knew about mm-hmm. her is she was not married, and she had an abortion before me. And it said, you know, one termination and stuff so i was like man this is like crazy so i did a bunch of research and found where she lived online kind of went through some of my old detective type ways you know and showed up at her door and like i didn't really think it through but she wasn't there and and i didn't even know what i was gonna say you know but her neighbor was there and she's like oh she doesn't live there anymore but she moved across town i don't have you know her number or anything but like here's her facebook profile right you know, and so I'm like, oh, okay. So I just sent her a message and said, hey, you know, I think you might be my birth mother. I'm not sure. Like, here's my whole story. Well, she got back to me and she was like, yeah, it's it's me. You know, so I'm like, holy crap, you know. So she told me, like, um, who my birth father was. And, like, I guess my birth mother was killed in a drug deal, like, three months after I was born. And it was, like, a really gruesome stage. And they never caught the people. And, like whole bunch of crazy stuff she was like you're better off trust me and i said well i mean would you ever like can i buy you lunch or anything can we ever like just meet up just once you know i'm not trying to like wreck your life or anything right and she said she hadn't told anybody about me you know so she has a daughter and a son and she hadn't told him anything about me and so she's like i I don't not really wanting to do that you know but she gave me my birth father's name so I started doing some investigation of that and then got a hold of who I believed to be was my birth, cer- 
Earth sister, half-sister, and then found through her, who I thought was my birth father. It's right. the same name that my birth mother gave me. I know it's kind of crazy. So um, I had filled out a thing online, or on Ancestry DNA. Right. Um, one of my buddies got it for me for Christmas because they Way knew the go. story. Now your DNA is out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. All the jobs I've had, everybody in there, then the whole world has my DNA by this point, so I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, I've spread some DNA across the, the land, too. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Watch out, rural America. Spitting, spitting, you know, cutting my finger here and there, of course. I'm an angel. So, um Anyways, um, you know, I started talking to this girl, um, and it was I was always joking with my wife, like, oh, hey, I'm talking to her, like, you know, it's probably pretty weird. And she's like, oh, that's your sister, you know, whatever. Well, come to find out, it wasn't my sister, that my birth father, I just found this out, like, last week. My birth father was who my birth mother, okay, well, the one guy that she said was my birth father, it wasn't him, it was his roommate. So I guess my birth mother liked to have as much fun as I normally do. So, <laughs> But it was like, you know, I was looking at who she told me was my birth father, and I didn't look anything like him or his daughters, like, whatsoever. There was, like, no resemblance. Right. And then I see a picture of this guy, and I'm like, holy cow, like, it's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm going down. They live in the Ozarks in Missouri, and so I'm going down there on spring break in a couple weeks to, to meet them up, meet up with them and everything. And they've got like a YouTube channel that they do, like they're on a homestead or whatever. Right. And so they want me to, you know, they asked if, if they could film it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care. I'm a attention whore. You know what I mean? Let's do it. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. It'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Kind of sure. putting all the pieces yeah. together finally, you know. Right. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to tell my parents, you know. Yeah. And so I told my dad like a while ago what was going on, but I hadn't told my mom. I was scared how she was going to react because they've had some friends that have adopted kids and they found their birth parents, and she never really thought that that was that great. It was kind of a slap in the face to the adoptive parents, right. you know. Oh, yeah. So I was scared, but she actually – I just told them – two days ago and she was like super supportive and receptive and said okay. yeah you should go down there yeah. and meet them so i'm pretty yeah. excited yeah yeah that's awesome yeah so what's your ancestry say where are you from dude i let me pull it up real quick because it's crazy i always like you know if i was eating like mexican food and stuff i'd be like i'm for sure mexican because i love this food <laughs> and then like I, I always thought that i had some like asian in me or something you know right my wife swore up up and down that you know i had probably some african-american in me for various reasons. Um, is it African-American now, or is it black? I don't know. I was going to ask I, I don't know. I, I actually was just talking to a guy last night that I work with, and he prefers one way, and then another guy that was at work prefers a completely different way. So, I don't know. I try to be respective, right. respectful to everybody, yeah. but it's hard to See, this is another, appease. This is another thing where everybody has different opinions. Well, I was going to ask the other guy that if we ever get him on... Uh, well, he about prefers. That. Yeah. Well, he yeah. prefers. I was going to ask him that before we do it, but right. Anyway. Do you- All right. So, I'm 51 percent England and Northwestern Europe. I am 31 percent Scotland. This one got me thinking about it earlier. When we were talking about Scotland and Ireland and everything. Eight mm-hmm. percent Ireland, six percent Sweden, two percent Wales, and two percent Norway. So, I guess I'm super white, basically, is what it's telling me. <laughs> I, yeah, but can I can I 
You have say fun some. with your privilege. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I say something about that? I just heard the other day that, that uh, Ancestry.com is just a bunch of crap. Oh, really? I, I Yeah, pretty much. I, I listened to a, a one podcast I listened to. It was talking about that. And, um, yeah, they were saying... They were saying, what was it? Um, one person put in uh, a sample, sent it off, and then sent in another sample later and got totally different results. Really? Yeah. Well, so well, I guess know. what? In two weeks, he'll be able to find out from his yeah, birth father. Right, right. Well, we actually did a, um, like, a they, they sent off for some DNA test that, like, got to me the next day, and we sent it back off. So, like, really, today, tomorrow, Monday... Around right. that, we're supposed to get like an actual oh, answer. Cool. So we can make it official, you right. know. But maybe he'll have some answers from like you know back in the day. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Just yeah, just saying though, cool. ancestry dot com can sponsor us if they want. Right. Yeah, They're great. great. <laughs> they they worked great for me. Right. There you go. If you want to pay us, we'll sponsor you. I, I heard we'll that uh, there's some there's some of those, um, and I think Ancestry's name was brought up. They did like a a news report that they basically and you have to check a block but basically they sell your information to like china hey. for whatever reason so yeah, that was another thing they were talking about yeah no, super awesome you. no yeah. thanks right i'm not a china fan just saying but i like you know sure i like the irish and mad, but you get over it well <laughs> I, I don't mind Chinese people. I'm, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I am not a fan of their government. That's right. for sure. For yeah, sure. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of communism. We better get used to it, buddy. It's coming soon, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's coming soon. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. You think so? I yes. don't know, man. Oh, no. There's a lot of rural Americans out here. There are. And they don't like that. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I know what you mean, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it looks like it's all going that way. Well, you know, it's uh, I don't know. The the world's changed so much in just what, the past fucking year. It's completely it's crazy, odd. isn't it? Whenever, it's just weird. Whenever um, uh, take on it, uh, forget it. I can't think of his name. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll think of it in a second. You know, you know one thing that's kind of hit me recently, especially coming from a law enforcement background, is you know. There does need to be some sort of police reform, but all these people yelling and screaming about defund the police and everything. Now, if you look at it, I think it's in Minnesota and then also Oakland, California. They both did defund their police departments to a certain extent, not all the way because they can't. But and now have you seen like I think I just read a thing where Oakland is having like 400 percent crime increase and they're freaking out about it. And now Minnesota is talking about or Minneapolis is talking about how. Um, they're also having a huge increase in crime and they're all these social workers that they were sent out to win hearts and minds is not working and they're, they're begging police to come back because everybody got the blue flu and left, you know? Right. So it's kind of interesting how that's happened. Well, I mean, if there's no law, then there's no law. Right. Exactly. Well, I think well, I heard that in Cal or not California, but in uh, New York city after that all happened, like all the cops just kind of quit doing their jobs mm-hmm. and like crime is just like. Yeah, it was anyway. I don't know how it is now, but they were talking about how bad the crime was. Well, yeah. if you want to look at some shitty, just fuck, I can't even say the word statistics. Okay, mm-hmm. go back to the fucking late eighties, early nineties during the crack epidemic, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of crime you're gonna have when there's no cops. Mm-hmm. Like, people are gonna be breaking into your home. People's gonna be stealing your shit. People's gonna be killing people, and there's gonna be no one there to help you. And then what are you going to do? 
Well, they have more rights than us anyways now anymore, I feel like. A lot of the criminals, you know, if you mm-hmm. look at somebody the wrong way, you can go to jail for it. But yet, you know, let's let a bunch of illegal people through the, the border that has, you know, all kinds of COVID and everything. I, mean, I don't know. I don't agree with I mean, I agree with you, yes, but I, yeah, I don't agree with the whole uh, because obviously <clears throat> the administration, the presidential administration, is throwing a fit about uh, all these states that just lifted all their mandates for the masks or whatever, and right. they're opening up businesses fully and all this. But then they're wanting to let all these just people pour in the border, and it doesn't matter, which I find odd. It's yeah. Like I think if people want to come here from another country, that's great. Absolutely, right? Because we're all immigrants. No, I get. The, yeah, that's you know we've already talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I mean, if you're gonna sneak in here illegally, that's shitty. Because if we wanted out of here, it's like say say uh, United States got shitty, and we wanted to sneak into Canada. You think they're gonna let that happen? Fuck no, they yeah. ain't. Mm-hmm. No. They're gonna kick your ass right back out. Oh yeah. <laughs> They don't give a shit what your problems are. Mm-hmm. You're not going to drag your problems there, that's for sure. I think we both we all need to kind of try to figure out a way to, to come together. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some things that I, I will say that the the left makes good points on. I, it kind of makes my skin crawl saying that. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's there's some things on the right that, that's not right. You know what I mean? And, and there's some, a lot of things, in my opinion, on the left that's not right. But if we could kind of come together... And kind of co-mingle everything and everybody actually care about trying to move this country forward instead of pushing us closer and closer into a civil war, you know, right. that'd be great. But who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that are out there worried about it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people watch mainstream media. Right. Which, like we said before, sensationalizes everything. And, right. Uh to get the views or to sell their papers or whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. We're not trying to sell any bullshit here. We just tell it like it is. And then but mm-hmm. like you were saying, like come together. I I think I mentioned it on one of the other podcasts that, uh, you know, like just if everybody just treated people like they want to be treated, mm-hmm. you know, there you go. What's the matter with that? Exactly. Yeah. But I will say, like, and I also said on another podcast that there's things on both sides I like, and there's things on both sides I completely hate, mm-hmm. you know? Right. For sure. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, like, uh, yeah. I mean, truth be told, um, I lean more I lean more right than Randall does. I mean, I would yeah, say that's I fair. I would say that's fair. And... Here we are, and we have a podcast together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You don't have to agree on everything to fucking get along. It's exactly it's crazy. Yeah. Some of my very best friends in the world are <laughs> very far left. You know, we can still. I mean, they tell me what a piece of shit I am all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and in some degree, they might be right on on some issues, but um, you know, I mean, I've got family that's you know super far left, and and I'm. I would say I'm pretty far right. I don't buy into a lot of the bullshit. I mean, I can I try to weed through everything, but uh, uh well, we talked about this before. I uh, I think um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sean, no, go ahead. but I was just gonna say um, I, w- I would just like I have I would like to have a, a at least at least one more choice maybe. <clears throat> they for, should uh, let 
the third party at, bait. At least, at least one other party. I would say they probably needed they they probably need two or three at least, probably, and you know maybe we'd have a better system, well, but. Well, yeah, because like the problem is right now that we have is only uh, like there was a what what uh, Joe Jorgensen right? mm-hmm. was a third yep. option, right. but no chance to debate, right? You know what I mean? I know it's only left or right. Mm-hmm. That's your two choices on the debate, and then at the way they do debates, uh, you got two minutes to answer fucking serious questions. I think right. that's ridiculous. It's a beauty pageant, man. That's, yeah, basically, that's kind of what I think they should do. Uh, I think uh, you know they should do it on a podcast. That's do what I think. Long form, so yeah, you, long form. You, you don't get. Uh, you only. You don't have like the two minute sound bites or right. whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. I agree with you. How too. are you going to end COVID? Now, how in the hell are you supposed to answer that either side in two minutes? Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. We have a plan. Well, what's your plan? We have one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll Two know minutes are over, it. sir. Two minutes are over. That's mm-hmm. enough. Right. You know. Yeah. Long form would be... I think long form, you would find out more of what the person is. Yeah. Versus two-minute intervals well, where you can't fucking me, answer uh, questions. Here's something I heard just not too long ago, and... Uh, Somebody was talking to somebody that was like a political uh, pundit or whatever, and uh, they were talking about uh, the two-party system. And this guy, or I can't even remember if it was a guy or a gal, I, or woman, whatever. Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, that, that person, anyway, said there's actually just a one-party system. Because, to be honest with you, when it comes to that, they work together to keep all other parties out. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and all that. You know, just that's that was the the gist of the conversation. Anyway. I can I can see it though. I mean, it really is a good old boy system or whatever. Yeah. You know, where they don't want to relinquish power. You know, right. I mean, people talking about like term limits and stuff. I mean, you get the people in there that that's what they do they just sit in there and then they're not going to sign this bill that could really help people unless you sign this bill you know what i mean that's going to help them a lot of tit for tat and it's scary you know it's just odd but then you talk you talked about joe jorgensen and and i to be honest i didn't know a lot of their policies and stuff because they really didn't get a lot of airtime but everybody considered that just a throwaway vote but we really do need more parties coming up you're you're absolutely right about that i think uh to be honest with you the libertarian candidate for governor here in indiana Mm -hmm. he he did really good actually and to be honest with you i was a i was a believer in that one Mm -hmm. Uh, rainwater was that who uh, yeah okay but but at the same time most people think well if you vote for that guy you're just throwing your vote right right and i think it just needs to you know get i keep doing that but anyway it, it needs to get to where that they actually you know people would be confident in voting for it that's why i say if there's only one other option people they're they're saying that that's just going to be a throwaway vote mm-hmm. but if there's like several options then you take away from both that's of the, the other two mm-hmm. right yeah and then it might be actually it might actually work i don't know 
Well, as long as people keep the mindset, it's going to be a throwaway vote. It always will be. They need to change their right. minds and actually look at, you know, not just an R or a D and actually look at, you know, what they're actually standing for, you yeah. know, and I think that that would be a big, big step. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the problem is, too, is people just believe in whatever mm-hmm. they say is gonna they're going to make happen, which isn't true. Well, why would they lie to us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, we're bringing back the vending machines. It's high school. And it's like, and the school board's like, no, you're not. No, you're like, not. Okay. It doesn't matter now because I'm still class president. <laughs> yeah. My son, um, he won, I forget what he was, like the treasurer or something. He was, he's in sixth grade. I think it was like fourth or fifth grade, and he ran and won whatever he won. He won president. But his uh his thing that he ran on was he was going to have like a pizza party every friday <laughs> so like he told us after like the the debate or whatever at school and we're like how is that going to happen you going to take your money well no i thought you guys would buy it like, <laughs> of course it never i don't think he ever got any pizza to any of the kids but he <laughs> promised it I'm like, well i guess you're on your way bro. you know yeah. what i mean we're politicians That's right shit. there yeah so <laughs> I just need to sit back and uh, let him do his thing, and I'll be rich, I guess. Right. Oh, okay, so what do you think about the uh, new treasurer of uh, transportation? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I don't He's either. from here. He's from Indiana. Oh, oh uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that ran for president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's... And uh, so basically what they're trying to do, or what they were talking about doing is... Instead of because they haven't raised tax on gas since '93, right? Technically, so what they're thinking about doing instead of making another raise in gas taxes, they're talking about uh, individuals pay different prices on how much you drive. <laughs> like, how are they going to do that? That means you'd have to have what GPS or whatever installed in your vehicle. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I mean, I. You it's like know. another way to track. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. That's Obvious, exactly what it is. Well, probably. obviously, yeah. you know, obviously they can. Right. You know, track you with your well, phone. I'm sure. Yeah. But I guarantee they can't point, pinpoint exactly where they're fucking at because they're cell towers. You can get a pretty good, good, accurate. Yeah, because that's like if somebody calls like nine one one, they can triangulate it if they have enough time to basically like a really Tight close area. area. Yeah. It was different if it was like a landline. They know exactly where it came from. But with cell cell towers and stuff, they can get really damn close. Uh, I mean, I would imagine they can probably do a lot more than we know they can do. I'm glad I don't know right Edward, now. <laughs> Edward, uh, Edward Snowden fucking let that out of the bag, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Tracking your phone, tracking, looking through you through your... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. I sneezed. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, track, looking at you through your damn... Mm-hmm computer and it's odd i've got a buddy that um every time he's on like a laptop or a you know a, a phone that has a the camera he always puts a little piece of tape over it he refuses yeah. looking at me my sticker's still there oh okay yeah i see it now <laughs> yeah that's what he does like every single thing he's on he, he always has that covered because well it's just weird yeah well, you know they can they can turn those on anytime and listen to anything, and you won't know it, even the phone. I know that's a fact. I know that's a fact. I know Facebook listens, hundred percent. Oh yeah, fact. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because me and my wife have been didn't Google search, didn't do anything on our phones. We're just talking about it. 
and then we get on our Facebook, it's on our wall, like mm-hmm. whatever we were talking yeah. about. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now I know where Randall's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have that stuff. <laughs> no kidding, man. It's very, uh, just very strange. And then people say that's uh, oh that's an invasion of privacy, okay. That 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 is true. It is an invasion of privacy. But when you sign up for Facebook, do you really read the whole agreement? Absolutely not. not. No, you don't. I don't know. I never had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. But uh, well, it's like anything else. Oh well, no, I know everything else I've downloaded. I'm sure it's yeah, doing like the a same. game. It's doing you know. the same thing. It's just. Uh, but so, like, yeah, you agree with our things, yeah. and you're just like, yes, come on, right. we're trying to play the fucking game yeah, here. Right. Well, it's like these stimulus packages. They add so much shit into them, you know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we just I get was, the money to the people, and let's add in. I was thinking about that earlier when you was talking about that stuff. Was, How about just give all the money to the people, because that's what it's supposed to be for. Well, the, the very first one they had... It's called COVID Relief. They could have sent every American, for the size of that, they could have sent every American, like, 20 some thousand dollars mm-hmm. Every American. Yeah. They said no. They just packed their bullshit in there. Yeah. Because, I mean, who wants to read, what was it, 800 pages or something, one of them? Well, the last one was 5,000. Okay. So I was way off. So that's, yeah, Yeah. who in the hell is going to sit down and read 5,000 pages? Yeah. No one. Yeah. It'd take you a fucking year to read that. I don't know. It's just odd. Things are so weird now. The government's just gotten too big. And we, the people, have let it get that way. Too big to fail now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too big to fucking. So is Rome, right? Yeah, I know. I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm all about. Um, how about the government does uh, deals with the military and you know shit like that and the roads and, and the, the roads and the, all this shit and then you just leave me alone, right? I think the states need to have more power, you know. I mean, the the federal government yeah, my, can still have, like, an overwatch, but... My grandpa, that's what he always used to say. Yeah. That was his philosophy. I think it'd be a lot better. I mean, Texas is looking more and more appealing, though, i got to tell you. Well, yeah. Texas, <laughs> well, they got a nexus strategy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they can back right out of the union yep. and be like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. We're our own spot now. Don't you come over here. Yeah. And then what are people going to do? Better not go over there. Texas is a big place. Yeah, it's a big place. It could be like three different European countries, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. If I didn't have a family or anything like that and shit started going down, that's where I'd want to go. Well, it's actually turning blue, I guess, lately is what they keep saying. Yeah. It never has yet. I think it's like turning purple. It's, yeah. All right. I don't think so, though. Why the fuck are they going there? But, you know... They're moving from California, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is super blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously they don't like the blue too much, or they would just be over there in lockdown city yeah. living it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay, so this is a true statement too. So you can make $100,000 a year, right? But if you live in California, you're still at the poverty level. Mm-hmm. Can you fucking believe that? Are you that? serious? I yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. I had a, a buddy that he was making, well, a mutual friend of ours, he was making, I think it was like 98000 No, it was 88000 here in, in Indianapolis. 
and he moved out to California and he took a job and it was like and I want to say he was like making like 115 125 something I don't remember exactly and he had to have like a one like a studio apartment it was like bare bones everything and he was just like barely scraping to get by with that kind of money and I'm thinking jeez I, I don't make anywhere close to that you know what I mean and and I'm yeah. doing decent you right, know here yeah, right but going out there I mean it's just is it that much is it worth I mean he wanted to move back you know, because oh, you're yeah. starting to see, like, this is crazy. I'm I'm just throwing money away, but... That's why everybody's fleeing the big cities for <clears throat> rural America. Rural America, baby. <clears throat> Good luck getting some land now, though. Right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> my parents the have rural a... Rural America's uh, done bought it all up. <laughs> my parents own a cabin on, um, like, or Teleco Lake down in Tennessee. Yeah. It's, like, close to Knoxville. It's in Venor. And they've had it for like 13 years, and they're in the middle of selling it right now. Why? Um, Why? Yeah. Because my dad's 70 now, and every time they go down there. Fuck your dad. I know, right? Just tell him we. We'll, just just we'll hold on to a little bit longer. Oh, it's it's beautiful, man. It's right on the lake. Is it paid off? Yeah, yeah. He paid. Well, then tell him to give it to you so we can all go down there. Well, I know. And I know. he got it like on a See, steal, too. That's where the shirt comes in. But they have. Just being a dick. <laughs> the, yeah. Just kidding. No, I'm I'm sad because I, I don't want to see it to go. But he does. Like every time he goes down there, it's it, he doesn't even get to you know have fun anymore. It's all just like maintenance on it and everything because there's just so much to do. And he's only there like maybe once every other month or something. But well, the um, last thing I heard about your dad was obviously he retired mm-hmm. and then he fucked himself up with the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. I got a funny story about that actually. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. So he almost chopped his arm off. No, oh my so gosh. he retired. He was a bank president. He was a banker for a long time. And um, so he was out in the woods and he was chopping down trees or the gathering of trees. It wasn't the woods. It was a gathering of trees. He was one had fallen. He was chopping it up and he stepped into a hole and he fell and he had the chainsaw going. It got his arm and it just it's gnarly looking. Ugh. Not funny, obviously. Mm, right. But I was in the army at the time and I got the call. My mom called me and like she had to like rush him to the hospital because he like crawled back like blood spurting. I know it's kind of gross, but um, as you can imagine, with a chainsaw. Oh yeah, dude. I'm surprised he didn't lose it. He didn't though. He's got like a cool like scar now, you know. Um, but Good story. Yeah, right. So <laughs> my wife was like, "You have to go home." I'm like, "You're damn right." <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, got a. Uh, I told my command, and they're like, "Yeah, emergency leave. Go ahead and go." I was still in my uniform, and so I was stationed down in Savannah, Georgia, the whole time that I was in the Army, um, which I absolutely love Savannah. And so we had to go through Hilton Head, and then from Hilton Head to Atlanta, and then Atlanta up to Indianapolis. So as I'm going through Atlanta, it's like a hub for, I know, a lot of people, but military out the ass down there because of all the different bases. And then you've got, like, you know, the basic trainees coming through and all kinds of stuff so there's people in uniform everywhere and so i didn't want to be bothered because i'm freaking out like i don't even know at this point if my dad's gonna like lose his arm or his life or anything you know i'm freaking out right so i decide to get into like the right next to the wall i'm hugging the wall and i'm walking my head down as fast as i can because the problem is i hate to say a problem but in when you're in the military everybody and their brother it's become almost like if you don't go up and say thank you for your service to somebody, 
you look like a bad person. Like if one person does it, everybody has to do it. And I didn't want to fuck with it. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you for your service. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service also. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Um, I do. But at that time, I, I still hadn't deployed, so I felt like I hadn't done shit anyways. You know what I mean? And so. Well, even um, if you would have at the time, you got shit on your mind. Right. Like a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't some, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger killing machine by that point. You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> I was a regular person. And so I'm walking, uh, you know, very fast and trying not to fuck with anybody. And everybody's pretty much leaving me alone because they can see that I'm, I'm going fast. And this door opens and boom, I smash into this woman. Right. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, sorry. And I look down and all I see is cleavage. And I'm like... Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Yeah. You want to thank me? So I look up and it's Pamela Anderson. I just slammed oh, wow. into Pamela Anderson to the point where like she almost fell down, right? I hit her hard. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've dreamt of this moment. <laughs> right. Ever like, since I seen Tom Lee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that because. I didn't know what to say to her, and, I, and I've met quite a few famous people in my life, and I, I usually know, I don't get... I know exactly what I would have said. I enjoyed, your, I enjoyed your boobies and barbed wire. <laughs> well, I said I appreciate... Like, I didn't know what to do, and the, there was, like, you know, paparazzi all over. You know, I mean, it's right. Pamela Anderson. And at, she is haggard-looking, like, in the flesh. Like, when you're, like... She puts so much makeup on and stuff. She has so many wrinkles. She's nasty-looking, like, really. No, oh, really? She wasn't even... I mean, it's still her, but you know what I mean? It, like... I don't know. She does herself up really well. and um, Rich people can do that. Right. I wouldn't know anything about that. So um, I said, I loved your movie. Like, what am I going to say to her? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She said, oh, thanks, son. What what movie is that? And seriously, the cameras are like flashing and stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, the one with Tommy Lee. And so so she's like... uh, she goes from like you know like thanks for your service like trying to like pose for the camera now she's like just this look of disgust is on her face just staring at me and just oh thanks and walked away right and this old guy was like taking pictures was like fucking smooth man. <laughs> I'm like, oh god damn yeah, I would have said home improvement probably. I probably should have gone that route <laughs> yeah. in hindsight, or even a barbed wire probably would have gone off better. But yeah, no, you had I a didn't. Brain freeze. Well, I like, said you know Tommy the Lee. yeah the the leaked <laughs> porn that you didn't want out. <laughs> George, you in the boat scene? <laughs> I really did appreciate it though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that uh that went over really well. But it worked out well, too, because I got home and my dad was, you know, he was hopped up on pain meds by that point. But he was fine. And he's got a killer scar now, you know. But he still cracks up about that story because he's like, <laughs> you're welcome for cutting my arm off with a chainsaw, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, God. I think my brother actually did that one time when he was younger. Well, he was probably in his, I don't know mid-twenties or something at the time, he hit his leg. Like, mm. like you know, you're cutting a, cutting a log or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, then the thing's still spinning after you let off the, you know, the gas or whatever, and then when it's still spinning, and he, it was still spinning, and he just, mm. like, hit his leg with it, and it tore his leg up. He had to go to the hospital, too, but it wasn't real bad or nothing, but... <clears throat> right. I'd have to talk to my dad... 
right, about this, just to make sure this, it's either a chainsaw, I don't know. I don't know how I got these two confused, but I know he had both accidents. So you know how <laughs> my great-grandpa had his finger chopped off, right? So, okay. But I also know he had a chainsaw incident, so this is what I'm saying. But, <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> But he also got bit by a snapping turtle. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this snapping turtle bit his fucking finger off after he cut its head off. Yeah. I heard. Well, I don't. I don't yeah. Know. I've heard. They do. They still live. That's. I've watched I, that I've, happen. I've heard of people life. like cutting the head off a snake and then. You I don't know, know about snakes. You don't, don't want to. You don't want to touch it for a long time. Well, turtles. Snapping turtles. Definitely. When you cut their head off, they're still. Well. Still going after you. Yeah. They don't mess well, with Well, I know I know they said they used to say if you ever get bit by a snapping turtle you'd like rattle some tin because they're afraid of thunder. Oh really? Hmm. Never heard that. It'll let go because it it'll latch on, but it yeah. won't it won't let go and uh it won't let go on its own. But I you, got pictures uh I don't know. I actually got pictures on a photo. Could album. be a wives tale. Um <laughs> well, I would try it. Yeah. <laughs> well my family would know for sure. They literally uh Still to this day, my uncle and uh, I think both his sons actually, um, they still get in the riverbanks and then uh, pull them out. Really? <laughs> pull them out of the riverbank, yeah. Catch them that way with their hands. They're bigger men than I am. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You see the, like the noodlers and stuff yeah. sticking yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's no way crazy. I could do that, man. It's like a huge family tradition in my in my family, but yeah, I'm not doing it. Book now. stops here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I. I've played musical instruments since I was eight, six string guitar, and uh, if you don't have digits, you can't play that thing. So. <laughs> right? I actually had one of my uh, childhood buddies. Uh, we were fishing in the, the pond behind my parents' house, and kept getting our line snapped. And we was like, "What the heck?" So we went. We went to. The, um, store and we bought some real heavy duty fishing line, and then then we bought a net, right? And it was like we couldn't figure out what was breaking the line because you would get up like almost to the bank, and then oh, yeah. then it would just break, right? So <clears> then <throat> it was like we didn't know. So anyway, we did that, and so we this real heavy line on our fishing poles camped out there all night. And we got we caught two snapping turtles, and they were huge. They were probably, I'm guessing, the shells were, what do you say, about maybe around a foot and a half, two foot? Across? Oh, yeah. Or, around, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. They're big. Yeah. Well, my... Well, my, they're so big that, uh, well, they're about like that. Right, that yeah, clock. yeah. Yeah, just about like that. Because mm-hmm. my, my family actually made... Uh, back in the day, you used to make clocks out of their shells. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, but anyway. they ate them too. So. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. So I didn't know what to do with them, and and so he I goes, he goes, it's good. He goes, I'm, I'm gonna take them home and eat them. And then in this whole process, like a, for a week, we kept him in a, or we kept them in a like big, like an old watering trough for like you know cattle or something, right? And <clears throat> changed the water out every day, I guess, because they have some kind of bacteria vein or something oh they got a mud like vein. a mud vein yeah yeah and so he did that the whole time and i tried it it didn't taste bad no it tastes like pork chop yeah chicken depends on what you eat 
They say there's seven different kinds of meat. That's what they snapping. said. That's wow. what he was telling me too. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. No, I don't know. I've never tried. I'm a picky eater, man. I, I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah. scared. That's something. It's it's funny. Um, I was talking to my new half brother, right? right? And he was saying like he's just a meat and cheese kind of guy. And I'm like, holy shit, me too. Like it, it's crazy the similarities. You know what I mean? With, yeah. Like, yeah. Never met him before in my life, but. You know, just through the blood and DNA and stuff, we share a lot of the same stuff, even like picky eaters and stuff, you know. Right. So, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about when it's talk, talking about tasting turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was yeah. young at the time. That's, uh, that was when that's I was a teenager. That's real deal rural American shit right there. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what my family did. They ate squirrel brain and everything. Yeah. I never did that. I yeah. never tried. To be honest with you, I, I've never ate squirrel at all either. I, I really haven't even ate rabbit. And I would actually like to have try some rabbit. I've I've tried rabbit. I'm not a fan of it. It's really lean. Yeah, you know? yeah. You can actually die if you if you if that's all you're eating. You yeah, can actually yeah. die because it doesn't have enough Super fat. Super lean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I do. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm not a fan of squirrel either. I'm just saying. I don't know. I never had it. I'm just. I don't know. But I did try the turtle. <clears throat> yeah, turtle was good. That I was that was one of the turtle. Yeah. I was a teenager, so it wasn't bad. But I do remember, though, fishing in that pond, getting it out of there, cleaning it, cooking it right on the campfire. Best fish I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's good. Yeah. We did that with striper. We striper fish sometimes. And I'm not a, I'm not a big seafood fan. To, you know, freshwater or salt, I don't care. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. But that was really good. I remember doing that, too, catching striper. And those things were huge, you know. Right. And my dad, like, flaying it and everything and eating it right there but on the open fire. And that's one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I uh, I like crab cakes, right? Right. I just, I've always liked crab cakes. Then I went to Key West with my wife, and we had crab cake. Holy shit. <laughs> that's crab cakes. <laughs> Blew my mind. Right. I was just like, oh, now I can never eat crab cakes again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, that's, it ruins you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, oh, Randall knows about my turtle burgers. Speaking of turtles, I'm just saying. Out of the camper that time. Oh, when yeah, he, yeah, yeah. When you, uh, when, so you, the, when you got all drunk and you yeah, passed so the, out. Yeah. These fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking turtles. Uh, yeah, these turtles. These fucking, these hamburgers were like, I don't know, they were probably about that big. You know what I mean? But I'm over there cooking all fucked up. On a grill at the camper, and they shrunk up to about yeah. that. Right. Yeah, they did. And I was like, "Those are turtle burgers." <laughs> yeah, your uh, your wife Randall actually gives me shit on Facebook sometimes about turtle burgers. <laughs> Does she? Oh, that's funny. She said something about uh, it wasn't too long ago. She said something about uh, this weather getting lost in this weather or something, and I was like. When this weather happens, I always leave a trail of turtle burgers behind. <laughs> it's nice. It's, the snow's going away now. Oh, man. Oh, thank you, God. Yeah. It's starting to warm up, too, actually. Start, yeah, I think it's, it's supposed to be in the 70s next week. Yeah. 70s? Really? Yeah. I, I, heard, I, I think Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday? Huh. It was 80 when I left Gatlinburg um, last weekend, so that was tough to come back to. I don't mind the cold. Like I, I like the snow, but it just got ridiculous. I fucking hate it. I remember going to Kentucky on spring break, and go down there, and you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't wear a jacket or nothing, and 
people be mowing their grass, and then you come back home yeah. about, uh, I don't know, what, probably maybe 100 miles from our maybe 50 miles from our house, we, we would be coming up and it'd be snow on the ground. Yeah. Yellow grass. Yeah. <laughs> on spring break, just saying. Mm-hmm. I keep telling my kids all the time, you know, you've not seen snow like we used to have it. No, I know. I mean, well, I went we around did. for the 78, but... We did. Just the other... It wasn't like it was, though. I well, mean, no, I remember, no. like, making tunnels and stuff in my parents' yard and... But I'm saying that was, like, a normal snow. When we oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah, you're if right. Was, if it was just going to well, be, like, snowing well, that see, day, that's how much snow... Oh, yeah, for sure. Get. Well, see, I did grow up in the 70s. I, I Well, I mean... Mostly the 80s. I mean, I was born in 73. But anyway, um, I re- I barely remember the blizzard. But you, do you know that back then they were saying that we were going to go into an ice age, a mini ice age? Right. <laughs> wow. And now they changed. Now they've changed it all. All the, yeah, they've changed it over to global warming yeah Yeah. but anyway back then like i I think there you probably look it up but leonard nimoy actually made a video or made a i don't know if it was a public service announcement or like a whatever but yeah okay so here's my thing on global warming okay just gonna get this out there it's gonna piss some people off maybe and some people might just be able to be like you know what let me research that a little bit more Mm -hmm. because shawnee said something about it (laughs) yeah okay it used to be average, okay? Look it up. It used to be average, five degrees warmer in the United States than it is now, okay? Then we had an ice age, which froze everything. Then the average temperature was 26 degrees, okay? Now, it's been warming back up over thousands of years, and the ice has receded, obviously. We're not in an ice age anymore. Well, fuck yeah, it's warming what do you think's going to happen? It's a whole process. And then one day we'll probably have an ice age again. Well, and then it'll warm up again. <laughs> and then it's going to and then the sun's going to blow up one day right. and or, then the earth's not going to Or Yellowstone. Yeah, or Yellowstone no. or the San Andreas Fault <laughs> yeah, or right. you know, all these fucking places. But no, I you know, you're, I, I, you're not going to change mother nature by getting rid of gas or fucking cows. Or shit like that. Well, definitely not cows, but um, uh, I will say I, I I do think maybe it has an impact on it. I just don't think I think we're a little naive to think that we're going to actually change anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what Just I saying. think. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's anyway. what that's what it just we're, blows my. Here mind. we go. We're going to get canceled <clears throat> again. No, we're not. <laughs> And if we do, we'll just start another one. Right. <laughs> Rural America Part 2. Don't talk about global warming. <laughs> I, I don't know. But actually, to be honest with you, speaking of that stuff, here's the thing. Now, this is my one podcast I listen to. They bring it up every now and then. And um, they were talking about that... Uh, because okay, the like the lockdowns that happened with COVID never happened before in the United States ever, and they keep pushing this thing. And and you know these guys are, I mean a lot of people that hear them say they're just con- cons- conspiracy theorists or whatever, right. but anyway, 
they keep pushing this idea that well, now that they've done it, then they're going to use it for other things, and it may be global warming. Because you know how the earth, you know how they were talking about how the atmosphere and everything in LA <laughs> cleared up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, just I, I get all that, but okay. So I was listening to, um, I wish I could remember his name, but I'm sure you could just, look, I'm sure you could just YouTube it if you wanted to. All you'd have to probably type in is billionaire climate change, right? But this billionaire, he's a fucking billionaire for sure, and he's talking about uh, climate change, and. uh He's like, it's the biggest fucking farce I've ever heard in my entire life. That's what he said. Okay, he's like, you think banks are, you think banks are around to not make any fucking money? He's like, is that what people think? He's like, is that why they're giving out loans on coastal fucking places and all these places can be swallowed by water? They're just like, yeah, let's just give them loans for these billion dollar businesses on the coast right. that's going to be swallowed by water. You think they're going to do that? You think they're going to fucking do that? Like, he's going on. Like, and he's saying all that shit, and he's saying the F word, and he's doing all that. Like, and it's like, well, that's kind of true. Like, why would they do that? Because, like, even even if they lost it and it got swallowed up by water, then they wouldn't have any money either. I don't know. I don't know. Something to look into. It blows my mind. That's, that's like not on my pay level. You know what I mean? It's not on well, my pay level. Either, we're <laughs> idiots just, yeah. and we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but I just talk, yeah, I just talk shit and I just go on with the show. <laughs> right. So uh, what do you think, Randall? think we're shut her down? Yeah, sure, if you want. Shut her down? Are you, you, I know you, are you I know, good? I'm good, yeah. I know you're busy. I'm I'm, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on. Man. I appreciate yeah, you having me. Yeah. This is yeah. Especially in studio. There's not like Honestly, I didn't think that you'd come all this way to... Be in studio, but well, I had yeah. to. You know, we got some history, and I haven't seen you in forever, so yeah. it's good to do it. Yeah, that was cool. Like, yeah, I thought for sure you'd be like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll just do the phone call." Because I mean, it's a drive to where you live. Yeah, I get it. So. I just listened to a podcast on the way, so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Hopefully, listen to Roll America. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I'm hooked now. There you go. This is popping my uh, my podcast cherry being on one. So. There you go. There pop, you go. Pop yeah. your cherry. Yeah. Somebody who's met Pamela Anderson first time on a podcast. How yeah. about that? There yeah. We did there it. You go. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Rule America. Well, that does it for this show, and uh, we appreciate everybody listening. And uh, Rule America, and America, and Poland, and Canada, and the Philippines, and India, and Taiwan. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, I think I got you. I think I, I think I got them all. Hopefully, I didn't leave anybody out. And if I did, then I apologize, and I'll get you guys next time. But uh, yeah, make sure to check out the next show, and uh, we will see you then. Rule America, Dustin. Thanks again for being on. Yeah, there. thank you. Appreciate thank it. And in the live studio, it's great. Right. So. Goodbye, Rural America. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rural America. America.